Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. When I was in Mariupol in 2015, I was uh, I was jogging along the street and I heard artillery bombing for the first time. And I was like, what the f*** is going on? But everyone around me who lived there for this entire year was uh, just okay with it. It was like a normal day. So uh, it's, not, it's not as dramatic as you try to describe it. Ukrainians are not uh, panicking. We are not frightened by the artillery fire. In fact, if anything, it makes us more resilient. Everybody says that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's true. Everybody that I see interviews says that sort of thing. No, no, no. The more they pound us, the more the more committed we are. History bears that out, too. There are many examples. We talked about this yesterday. Yeah. All the way up to President Zelensky, who says he's willing to fight till his uh, last breath. That's a heck of a thing to say. Mm-hmm. Yep, and he means it. He absolutely means it. More on the Ukraine situation coming up in the next segment. We thought we'd uh, turn our gaze toward a couple of other things. Um, I'm having trouble getting... How about the dumbest two minutes in Wheel of Fortune history? We'll get Which to is that. saying something. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't know if I've ever actually watched Wheel of Fortune. Is that? Uh, it ain't Jeopardy. The people on there are a little dialed back. Well, they're they're playing Hangman, which is a fine and honorable game for children. Is there an A, an E? Yes, there are two E's. Yay! <laughs> anyway, that's yeah, a fine way to pass the time if you're bored in the afternoon. Sure. Um, and you're illiterate. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> I'm sorry, was that my outside voice? And you don't voice? have any other options. You have no <laughs> smartphone, no fingers, no feet. You have no way to do anything else. And your TV is broken. Right. So it's stuck on a channel. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. I'm just I'm having trouble letting go the whole... We were talking earlier, just a couple of minutes ago, about a middle school sending out a survey to the kids. Do you feel like a girl sometimes? Would you like us to call you she? We'll call you she. You can be a girl. Why? I think you're probably a girl. Let's get you on the conveyor belt. I mean, it's just sick. Just craziness. Here's uh, San Diego State University. They, uh, We were going to talk about this the other day and ran out of time, but they passed this law saying that every meeting, this is essentially the, the rule, every meeting has to start with saying, and we need to uh, make clear that the land that this building is on has been stolen from the, I can't remember, uh, Kumeye tribe, tribe. And uh, we regret that very much, blah, blah, blah. And, and they were requiring it, it to, be, to be at the front of every syllabus for every class. Welcome to Math 432, Quantum Physics and Computing. The building or the ground that this building is built on, where we'll be discussing quantum computing, was once owned by such and such Indian tribe, blah, blah. It's required for every class. And several professors clinging to this idiotic and outdated notion that there's free inquiry and free speech on campus said, you can't make us say that stuff. And, and probably any competent professor of history is like, 
yeah, okay, that was like the last people to hold the land prior to modern San Diego, but there's like 175 different peoples and tribes who held on the land for from anything from five minutes to 500 years going back into human history. So what are we doing here? You wouldn't be able to do this in other parts of the world, certainly. Imagine any portion of France or Germany or Ukraine, for that matter, how many various people you'd have to list over the centuries that have occupied that space. And the implication is, I assume, that somehow you're doing something wrong by occupying it now. Or you're doing something right by flagellating yourself and confessing your sins. You people are sick. You really, there's something wrong with your brain. It really is. It really is. You're mentally ill. If you feel like anything has been accomplished by pointing out the fact that the part of land you're standing on right now belonged to Spain at some point, what, what do you think that helps? Right. Right. Imagine Florida. That'd take quite a while, if I recall my high school history uh, any, you know, reasonably well. So anyway, the uh, San Diego State University faculty on Tuesday voted to stop requiring inclusion of a message about the history and culture of that tribe in their course syllabi. The vote by the school's university senate followed a complaint by a civil rights group claiming the policy violated the First Amendment rights of teachers because it did. Faculty will now have the option of including the so-called land acknowledgement. That's the term you need to know, the (laughs) land acknowledgement. What a weird blip of history, I hope. Which recognizes, and this is from the uh, Union Tribune, which used to be a reasonably good paper, uh, which recognizes and expresses respect for the Kumaye, the first inhabitants of San Diego County. Are you sure they're the first inhabitants? Mm, Pretty sure they probably aren't. Probably not. Let's go back 300,000 years and take a look. Anyway, some guy, Oog the the Neanderthal. And again, you have to tell me what you think you're accomplishing by doing that. Whose life is better in any way for that? The Senate voted to make it an option, said uh, the chair of the Department of African Studies. Who's at the The people who are against the rule were very passionate in what they had to say. I believe that we should have kept the rule. Didn't so we they, have a good clip yeah. of somebody doing that at a meeting? We should dig that back up again. It was really good. Was that the same meeting in the Portland area where they gave their word of the day? It was before Portland. Every it was Portland. Portlandia. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so at least uh, at least some level of uh, sanity has been restored. Um, oh, like here's if we the did official. that for this, if we did that for this room, like this building's fairly old, we might say this radio studio, which was once a where a bank teller stood for Wells Fargo, right. and before that a dentist office, and right. before that a yoga studio. Exactly the land acknowledgement. Uh, here's the actual acknowledgement. Uh, we stand upon the land that carries the footsteps of millennia of Kumeye people. They are a people whose traditional life ways intertwine with a world view of earth and sky in a community of living beings. Wait, there's more. <laughs> you got to tell me, though, what you're trying to accomplish. This land is part of a relationship that has nourished, healed, protected, and embraced the Kumeye people to the present day. It is a part of a worldview founded in the harmony of the cycles of the sky and balance in the forces of life. For the Kumaye, with all due respect, by the way, their people and their traditions, I have I have no disrespect sure. to them at whatsoever. No, 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 that's not the point. I just, how is this helping them or anyone else? And it goes on for another paragraph. I don't, yeah, all right. And and listen, I have heard the Kumaye. A couple of people say it brings awareness, and that's that's okay. I'm not against that. And then you'll do what? 
I'm not trying to be just knee-jerk cynical here. You're more aware, and you will now what? Have respect for native cultures. Do you not have respect for these people now? I already do. Is there anybody that doesn't? And is there anybody that doesn't and is now going to? Yeah, yeah. Well, and I would say if there are any folks of that tribe listening or whatever, uh, you know, I have nothing but respect for you, but to force a bunch of teachers to go through this uh, multi-paragraph declaration is just, it's just, it's odd. It's odd. And, and by the way, I would say it's lip service to you. Well, right. It's it's pretend respect. That's the problem. That's the problem. Uh, Here's the meeting where they did the word of the day. My word for today is um, decolonization. My word for today would be pensive. And for me, the word today would be, um, I think somebody said compassion, but also trust. Trust. Trust is really important. Linda, you always say decolonization. You need a different word. That's well, my word. That's my word, and that's the thing I'm most focused on today. My word of the day is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and allergies. <laughs> All right. So I know we're going to try to break semi in time. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yes. For the record, I said bull hip. At some point, we got to fit in this hour, we promise, the stupidest two minutes in Wheel of Fortune history, among other things. Latest on Ukraine, also on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Western intelligence sources say Russia appears to have surrounded five major Ukrainian cities, including Kharkiv. There are multiple reports that the Russians have taken Kherson in the south, which, if confirmed, will be the largest Ukrainian city to fall. But the Pentagon today saying that the massive Russian convoy bearing down on Kyiv appears to have ground to a halt about 70 miles north of the capital. The northern push by the Russians down towards the south, towards Kyiv, uh, remains stalled. Pentagon officials say they believe stiff Ukrainian resistance, including attacks on advancing Russian columns, have combined with shortages of food and fuel to halt the convoy, at least for the time being. And the tires. I followed a long thread on Twitter yesterday. So there are people in our military whose job it is, and I gotta guess this is a fairly low-level beginner job, but it's just to move the trucks around on a regular basis. Because as I found out this summer, I left my SUV parked all summer long. If you leave a vehicle, especially a vehicle with big tires, parked in the sun in one spot, the tires get ruined. Yeah. And so you ha- we have to move all those vehicles regularly. There's a schedule to like make sure you roll the wheels so they don't just sit there in one spot with all the pressure on one spot with the sun beating on the wheel. Or the wheels denigrate, uh, degrade and fall apart. That happened to me. I uh, I would like that job, I think. Some days, uh, get up in the morning, all right, honey, I'm off to move the trucks back and forth. See you at 4.30 or whatever. Well, Russia didn't have somebody to do that. And there are all kinds of pictures and videos of these trucks in that convoy that has been going at a snail's pace coming into Kiev with the tires blown out. And those big trucks in the mud with blown out tires can't go anywhere. So that's a lot of what's slowing the dang thing down. Now, there have been some... Uh, you know, strikes on the convoy by Ukrainian pilots today, too. So that slows you down a little. Thank goodness. Yeah, that's interesting. How many aircraft do they still have operational, and where are they hiding them? I, I mean, I, 
sitting there watching that convoy just sit out in the open, just waiting to be bombed was a little frustrating. I'm glad to hear they got around to it. Yeah. So the mayor of Kherson, I think that was mentioned in the clip we just played, has officially said that Russian troops have captured his city. So that's the biggest city in Ukraine to officially fall so far. If I'm a Russian soldier, I'm looking forward to getting shot in the back at some point. Right. The convoy is making little discernible progress. It's still stuck. But um, on the Russian side of things to where they're doing well, as I heard one military analyst point out, well, they're they're close to sealing off all the ports and have the five biggest cities nearly surrounded. So in a week's worth of work, it's hard to call that, you know, a terrible job by the Russian military. This is interesting news. Tom Cotton, senator, uh, came out and said we need to sanction Russian oil. We need to stop buying Russian oil. And he put out, at $110 a barrel, America is going to send Putin's war machine $22 million just today. Wow. Because we buy that much Russian oil. Nancy Pelosi came out and said, you know what? Um, I'm on your side on this. Let me get the exact quote. She supports a ban on Russian oil imports. I'm all for it. Ban it. Ban the oil coming from Russia. So I got to believe that's going to happen fast. But price of gas is going to go up. It's got to. Third biggest oil producer selling to the biggest consumer of oil in the world. It's got to drive up the price of gas. Well, and for some time, yeah, oil futures are going to go, crude oil futures are going to go sky high. A couple of other things I just came across. Where do you get those? Can you get those on Amazon? Oil futures? Oil futures? Now, I'm going to just get barrels of oil. I'm going to just buy several barrels of oil. They're, sure. They're only going to get more expensive. I'll keep them in my garage. Store them out back. Um, so I'll see if you agree with this or not. This is from our friend Tim Sandifer, Timothy Sandifer, smart guy. Loved him. Good so, friend. Somebody tweeted out, in your honest opinion, do you believe Russia will invade more countries after Ukraine? Tim Sandifer's response was, of course it will. That's funny. I've been leaning the other direction. I don't think he's going to go into a NATO country. But what do you think? No, not a NATO country, but certainly uh, regions of former Soviet republics. That aren't part of NATO yet. Correct. Some of these tiny little, you've never even heard of them countries. Right. Well, in, in his rambling uh, or manifesto, do you remember that, Putin's the other day? The, the outline of it was the Soviets designated various regions as... Uh, uh, not independent, but uh, distinct subsections, like the United States has states. And then when the United States government fell, the rest of the world started saying, well, Texas is a unit, and Louisiana is a unit, and the rest of it, and you don't get to control them anymore. But they deserve to be part of Mother Russia. So if I'm a Moldovan or a you know Kazakhstani or whatever, all these former republics, yeah, I think he may... He may have tried to grab more of those if he hadn't run into the incredibly stiff international resistance that he's feeling now. I'm looking at these pictures of smoldering ruins of trucks on that convoy as Ukrainian jets have struck the column north of Kiev. And this is confirmed by uh, a number of reporters, so that's good to see. Um the Germans have seized Alisher Uzumov's $800 million yacht? 800 mil? What? Change back on your billion-dollar bill. And that's according to Forbes. Um, 
what amenities does an $800 million yacht have on it that the $650 million yacht does not? Would you be able to tell the difference? Bigger pool? I mean, if you walk extra into a helipad. If you walk into a $2 million house versus a $1 million house, I assume you just notice it's probably bigger for most. I don't know. Maybe, maybe fancier. It's, maybe it's bigger. Well, and, $800 and, million. Now, when you buy an $800, $800 million yacht, um, does it come with the inevitable smaller boat that's trailing behind it? Uh, and maybe a, instead of like a uh, $800 million, I can't even comprehend that much money. The smaller boat's got to be super crazy fancy on its own. It probably comes with a helicopter. Like a $70 million deal. Yeah, 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 probably. And maybe a helicopter. Because it's certainly got the helipad, you know, whenever you're sure. in San Diego looking at all the fancy boats, there's always several that have the helicopter sitting on them. That's so got to be a my, flex. My $80 million dinghy have like a $37 million dinghy behind it. What do you mean? This, this doesn't have the 5G? you got to be freaking kidding me. I paid $800 million for this yacht that doesn't have the 5G. How much to add it in? I can't even watch Netflix. Another $3 million. I think this is the guy that's known as Putin's wallet, which is uh, not the best nickname in the world. If I'm a billionaire, I'd like a better nickname. Well, he's got to be in Putin's pants to get that gig, I suspect, so it's probably a good nickname. It's too close to the asshole region for that to be my (laughs) nickname if I'm that kind of rich. That's one of those former Soviet republics. Putin's probably going to try to take over the asshole region with its long history. If you miss an hour of the Armstrong and Getty show, you can grab it on the podcast. Are <laughs> or you proud? If you turn it off in disgust. This is Joe being proud. Get it at armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. Life in the fast lane on Hotel California. I can never remember. I didn't matter. get that into the Eagles albums, uh, to my shame. Uh, a dude played me a deep track from the first album the other day. I was like, oh, my God, this is a great song. You know why? I you know didn't? I can't remember the name. You know why you didn't? Uh, I forget oh. the, I forget whose name it is, but somebody came up with the brilliant idea to put out the Eagles' greatest hits, like in the middle of them. And there was argument at the time. You can't put out, it's like Britney Spears writing her memoir at 40. You can't put out a greatest hits album. You're like, you've been around for like five years. You got like two albums. And Eagles' greatest hits volume two has been, for a long time, was the number one selling album in the world. And now is two behind Thriller, I think. But it was a huge move and it turned out to be a genius move to put out a greatest hits album like in the middle of your career at that time you didn't do until long after your career was had peaked anywho that's why a lot of people don't know the the songs because you you got them from the greatest hits albums but the reason i brought this up at all is hotel california if you're of the right age came out 45 years ago last week good lord so it's almost a half century old so oh i guess you have to be of a certain age to enjoy that that's a kick in the gut Latest from Ukraine this hour, also the dumbest two minutes in Wheel of Fortune history, as it's being caused, being called. Hey, I didn't, I, I didn't watch the State of the Union address. I've followed some of the talking afterwards. I've heard about Nancy Pelosi's knuckle thing. What, what was that? I don't oh. even know what they're talking about. Yeah, she. Uh, this is radio, so you can't see me. 
At one point, Biden said something that she knew she should applaud for, so she stood up, but instead of applauding, she was like, how do you even, like, vibrating her knuckles at each other, and then sat down still doing it. And I swear, if I didn't know she was the Speaker of the House of Representatives, I'd have thought she's a really old person with either a neurological or or psychological problem or both. It was just a very weird thing to do. It was like, yes, my pretty, shaking her hands, very weird. She has a lot of old, old person mannerisms. That thing she constantly with her mouth. Just I don't know if she's keeping her teeth in there or her lozenge or what that is. But you know, and I'm, we're all going to be that age someday. But sure, most of the time, people that age are not in positions like that, so you don't see the knuckling mouth lozenge behavior. Yeah, well, I make this pledge to you with all due respect to senior citizens. God bless them, including my beloved dad and my dearly departed mom. If I am the Speaker of the House of Representatives, when I turn 80, I will resign. I make you that pledge. (laughs) All right. Um, So here's a poll we haven't talked about. And I wanted to make sure this was a decent poll. Well, it's the Caps-Harris poll comes out of Harvard Center for American Political Studies. Never heard of it. I'm sure it's fine. I got to imagine it's pretty good. 62% of those surveyed believe Putin would not have sent troops into Ukraine if Trump was in the White House. 62%, a solid majority, then break it down by party. 85% of Republicans, but 38% of Democrats. So damn near 40% of Democrats say... Putin would have done, wouldn't have done that if Trump was president. This idea is a bunch of malarkey. That's something in terms of the who's seen as strong and who's not, isn't it? Is there any other way to read that? Yeah, the Democrats might say, well, crazy. Putin thought Trump was so crazy Whatever. he might do something. But Whatever. Who cares? If, what if that's difference the result, it? then crazy is strong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you, if you make them think you're a little crazy, the, the way Reagan did, the way Nixon did, yeah, having them, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. That's what Putin's doing to a certain extent. Um, Well, China does that all the time. That's the significance of their hundred or thousand year marathon is if they don't have the administration they want, they'll just wait. That's something. Nearly 40 percent of Democrats say Putin wouldn't have done that if Trump was president. That is bad news. That's not near as much good news for Trump because Trump is no longer a player on the political stage. I don't think I don't think he is going to have any effect on the upcoming midterm or the presidential election. That's my guess. Of course, I famously said I would eat my truck if he was ever the nominee of the Republican Party, let alone president of the United States. So I think he'll still be a, a big factor in mobilizing his base. We'll Decreasing see. as time goes by, but, but, but significant. I don't see this as good news for Trump near as much as I see it as bad news for Biden. Yeah. That that's the way Democrats see the current leader of their party. Oh, oh, on that topic, sort of, give me a minute, indulge me, uh, less than a minute. I want to talk to Texas Democrats. Texas Democrats? Beto? Really? Beto again? Seriously? All right, I'm done. They nominated him for governor. (laughs) Is it a... (laughs) Is it a... Well, that, that debt reference is too dated. What would be a more modern reference? I was going to say McGovern. But is it a, we're going with the purest of our side. We, we know we'll probably lose, but we want to, we want, if we're going to lose, we're going to lose with somebody that represents what we believe. 
Is that but one what of the those? hell does he believe? Does he believe anything? Well, he believes in taking your gun away from you and like the using all the pronouns. And I mean, he's he's super yeah. woke. He's back to saying he's not going to take your gun away from you, by the way. Well, that's he, because he was he, against it. Then he was for it when he ran for president. Now he's against it again. The chance of getting elected governor in Texas with the motto of I'm going to confiscate your gun is. But, uh, you know, he's Mr. Announces his pronouns guy. Right. And apologizes all the time for, for various things. I mean, if you all want to polish that armadillo one more time. Wow. And run it in the race, you go ahead. Greg Abbott's got to be guffawing. I get to write Beto. He's thinking, wow, good things happen to good people. Joe Lieberman, former vice presidential candidate. Or was he was the vice president? Was he? No, no, no. no he was Gore the never won. Right. Gore won. He's in Bush's White House or White well, Bush. What? Was, <laughs> Joe Lieberman. Stop the steal. Said that we can't just sit back and watch this as Russia takes over Ukraine. I'd have to read more on that to know what how, how far he's willing to go. Well, we're not. I mean, as Ian Bremmer put it, we are essentially at war with Russia, just not bullets and bombs uh, fired by our guys. But every tool at our disposal, or darn near, is being used. Yeah, so, um, Boy, CBS, go ahead. I'm sorry, Glenn Greenwald is on this thing, and I love Glenn. He's He's a really interesting thinker, again, even when I don't agree with him, but... He is absolutely convinced that the Overton window of American troops on the ground in Ukraine has been opened, and he has to fight against that idea every single day. He thinks the neocons and the warmongers are are pulling us slowly but surely into a ground war with Russia, and I think he's nuts. Really, I think I feel like that that window's been opened. I feel like there are more people either saying it on the fringes or hinting toward it closer to the mainstream. Than yeah. I would have ever guessed a couple of weeks ago. I'm saying they're still way out on the fringes, but, you know, I've been wrong before. Well, and we've seen in the last week how political opinion can change so fast. True. And I just wonder if if Zelensky's cornered and putting out a final video of, you know, I'm not going to last the day. We have no water and food. You know, that sort of thing, which could sure. easily happen. Absolutely could happen. Could happen today. Anyway, uh, more than 200 Stinger missiles delivered to Ukraine this week from the United States, with more coming today. So, oh, in terms of nuclear warheads, here's an interesting little piece of info for you. Russia has nearly 6,000. That's the most of any country in the world. The United States has 5,400. If you're old enough to have enjoyed the Cold War at a much lower number than this, it's silly because... So what are you going to do? So you have 500 more than us. What are you, you going to use those for? Everybody's dead and glowing and smoldering, and the planet is completely lifeless. What are you going to do with those extra couple of nukes? Right, right. These numbers are way low, because I, I don't have them at hand, but I remember like at the height of the 80s, it was more like 50,000. Yeah. It was just yeah. crazy numbers. Well, and I'm told Putin has way more technical nukes, the little nukes, than we do. I mean, like, vastly more. But the United States and Russia, far and away the leaders. Next down the list, China with 350. Which is only enough to obliterate mankind 30 times over. Right. Yeah. North Korea is 20. Israel, they say here, Ian Bremmer reporting, Israel is 90. They claim they don't. Who's asking? Okay, getting back to your scenario, the Zelensky video, it you really planted a seed in my mind, and I like to examine my ideas to see how they're flawed. Uh, I'm picturing 
Zelensky puts out that desperate video. Maybe he's even wounded. He quotes from George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, something like that. There's not a dry eye in the freaking house. He goes, I'm, I'm getting chills as I say this. He goes full St. Crispin Day speech from Shakespeare. Right. That sort of thing. Quotes Shakespeare, quotes Shakespeare, Churchill, and George Washington. And America decides, all right, look, we're going to send in transport planes with food and medicine to the starving, dying Ukrainians in Kiev who have been held in the siege now for six weeks or whatever it is, you know, in this scenario. We say, we're sending in food and medicine and water. And we launch the plane. Putin says, no, you're not. And he does something about it. That scenario is not beyond uh, the realm of possibility. I don't think so. Shoots it down. And then what? I don't know. I don't know. You're a talk show host. You're supposed to know. And announce it with 100% confidence. The interesting thing about this is at that point, it would come down to one human's mental state. Vladimir Putin. One human being. Is he willing to blow up the planet or half the planet? for whatever grudge or posterity that he's picturing in his mind or whatever, and who knows the answer to that. Or would he be willing to escalate to get much closer to that? And and if he did escalate, would we apply the true but international pressure that it takes to neutralize him? I said in a semi-humorous attempt to point out, we've got a senile old fart in the White House. True international pressure! The scary thing about... And uh, I was reading about this the other day. For people under a certain age, they haven't gone through all these scenarios or or lived with the reality of this or contemplated how easy this can happen. Like, if you're over a certain age, back when Russia had 50,000 freaking nukes, and so did we, um, how these weapons that can destroy, actually destroy the planet or make it very unlivable for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's up to, to, like, a person. Mm-hmm. When it comes down to it, it's just unbelievable. I hope there are Russian generals and majors and captains and, and sergeants who, when they get the order, will say no. Right. As Sting sang in the 80s, I hope the Russians love their children, too. And as he sang in the 70s, Roxanne, you don't have to put out the red light. Or the do-do-do, the da-da-da. Hmm. Argue with that. Makes you think. It does. We'll finish strong next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I've seen cumulative eight minutes of Wheel of Fortune in my life. So I don't have much opinion on the show. You're saying it's not exactly um, chess? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's playing hangman. Did you see um, Magnus Carlson, the number one chess player in the world, got beat by a child the other day? I Pretty big not. deal. Some kid out of India who's supposed to be the next greatest thing. Does he lay awake at night looking really cute seeing chess moves on the ceilings because he's pilled up? Because I sure enjoyed that show. What is that? That's the uh, the Queen's Gambit. Oh, show. really? Yeah. Okay. Yes, yeah, chess is hot because of that sort of stuff. Anywho, so this... I got I was playing chess the other day. Got real pilled up. Didn't do me any good. 
None. Um, this is on Wheel of Fortune. It's being called the dumbest two minutes in Wheel of Fortune history. What do people need to know? Well, the entire puzzle has been solved except for two letters. It says a feather in another feather in your blank a blank. And anybody who's familiar with that time-worn expression is it's another feather in your cap. I'm not saying everybody has to know every expression, but when you get 98% of it put in front of you, well, if you've ever heard of it in your life, you'd think you could come up with it. I'll solve. Okay. Another feather in your hat. G. No G. I'll solve. Okay. Another feather in your lap. No. <laughs> D. No. Thomas. I will solve. Okay. Another feather in your map. C. Oh, is there a C up there anywhere? There you go. You want to solve this? Yeah, I'll solve. Another feather in your cap. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> But so he was guessing wrong letters also, though. So there were two people up there that never heard the expression. Is that what right? did he think? Another feather in your hag or in your gap or in your G-A? What could it be? Tag? And another feather in your lap. Well, it's really another feather a... in your tag, Jack. <laughs> wow. Feather in your lap. Do that in private, huh, sweetheart? <laughs> another feather in your map. What the hell would that mean? That's what <laughs> Pat Sajak should have said. No, I'll give you time. What the hell would that mean? Another feather in your map. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, Michael, do we have our favorite uh, uh, Alex Trebek clip when uh, the topic was a, a punch that's named after an animal? <laughs> oh, jeez. I have to go bury. Yeah, we're just about out of time here. Oh, we got like ten seconds. Oh, you yell at us all day long that we're we got our. Oh, come on! You're such an oppressor. Um, I'm looking at some of this stuff from Ukraine. We'll have plenty of talk, time to talk about it uh, tomorrow. Putin has announced he's uh, going to allow a corridor for people to get out of those cities. That's usually seen as a, that gives us free reign to bomb every woman and man, woman and child we see because we told you you could leave, even though there's actually no safe way to get out of there. Wow. And Zelensky just said, I want to meet Putin in person. You got the guts, Vlad? Wow. It's final thoughts with energy. It's final thoughts Love that. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. Michelangelo, our technical director, has a final thought. Michael? You know, for years I've been saying this wrong. I thought it was another feather in your cat. So uh, there you go, Jesse. <laughs> oh well, easy come, easy throw. <laughs> now that's clever. That's pretty that good. Well is played, clever, Michael. Young Alex is continuing his <laughs> debaucheries and lost wages. So Jack, do you have a final thought for us? Uh yeah, it's serious. But uh, going on to re- reaction to Putin, President Zelensky said, "Please leave our land." If you don't want to leave now, sit down at the table of negotiations. I'm free. Sit down, but not 30 meters away like Macron and Schultz. I'm your neighbor. I don't bite. Sit down with me and talk. What are you afraid of? Wow. I'm not sure taunting Putin is going to help, but couldn't hurt. I like the feel of it. Certainly do. 
My final thought, there's other stuff actually going on, some of which we probably ought to be talking about. Like It, it looks like the uh, Supreme Court is going to strike a real blow against the gigantic administrative state that is the fourth branch of our government. Perhaps we will discuss that at least briefly manana. Takes one to no fun, that's what I've always said. We have more of this sad music. It's not yeah. sad, it's sappy. We have more of this yeah. sappy music to hear. Mm-hmm. Crank it up, it's kind of relaxing. Where, where do you picture this music being used? Hold music? On hold? Yeah. On the hold with the phone company in 1978. Maybe a... The final scene of the Brady Bunch or something? Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people who thanks so a little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. Here's why. If you miss any part of the show, get the podcast at armstrongandgetty.com. We put it up there in just a few minutes. You can get some A&G swag. We've got some great T-shirts for you. and You can email us. If there's something we ought to be talking about, an angle that we've missed, email it to mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Stevie Nicks of Fleetwood Mac has blasted Vladimir Putin in a tweet. We'll have that and other breaking news tomorrow, of course. We'll see you then. God bless America. Listen up, Jack Wagon. I want to hear this. Let's go, Brandon. (laughs) What the American people need is a break. Screw it. I'm leaving. Get. Go away. I hope I never recover from this. Yeah, he's a damn idiot. I think that there's something else that's happening. We must together work together. Are you sure of that, dude? And I'm not going to be a part of doing that. So stop it. Stop it. Stop it right now. Get out of here, you moron! You hippie! (laughs) Take your turtleneck and get! On that high note, thank you all very much. (laughs) 